Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 Podcast. Memphis, 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 what up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. We are hosted by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome for going three wide. I am your host, Daniel Greer. We have our other host with us, Ryan Meadows. What's up, Ryan? Um, doing fine. At a job site, so didn't want to bless everybody with the horrible image of me in work clothes. So you get me in the dark again. He's always in the dark, but we're going three wide. So we got our third musketeer. What's up, Nate? I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> what a uh, what a fun week it's been. Um, we kind of feel a little bit about Grizzlies basketball. Is is it, it's finally here, right? Like. I think that we actually might be on the cusp of having basketball in our lives again. And uh, I can't wait. Uh, but Grizzlies Media Day, well, it was fun. It was a chance for Ryan and I to uh, to rub elbows with other people within the media. Uh, but it gave us a chance to finally be on the inside of what it is to be uh, a media member and to kind of cover the Grizzlies. Um, I know I talked to Ryan, uh, you know, briefly about it as, you know, after the whole thing and it was, uh, it was fun. It was an experience and it was uh, well worth the, the effort and the, you know, the trying to get in on the inside. So uh, I want to give the shout out to uh, the PR team uh, and the communications team with the Grizzlies. Cause uh, honestly, it's um, they're doing great things over there and what they did on Grizz media day uh, from all accounts with, with be from the Grizzlies, like from their account, from like grind city media who covers it as well. Uh, it was a, a spectacular uh, show and honestly, other fan bases have talked about it. So uh, we want to talk a little bit more in depth about it. And so Ryan and I were there, so we're going to give a little bit of insight on what we saw and what kind of came out of it. And Nathan, as he always does, he's joining me now, but um, he's going to be pretty much the fan. He's going to be able to ask questions maybe that other fans are you know, wondering or uh, maybe picking our brain. And so if you have anything, feel free to hit it in the chat. Uh, we'll be able to go ahead and uh, answer any questions you have. But uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Ryan, the first thing I'm going to ask you, what was your favorite moment of the entire day? Um, anything involving Stephen Adams was a pure delight. <laughs> Because, I mean, this was our first time and it was a really cool experience, you know, but we knew we weren't going to get any real answers from anybody, right? And everybody right. was kind of toeing the line around, speaking whatever. And then there's guys that come in who don't really care. I mean, no one cares about media people, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> if you're a professional athlete, you don't care about us. And I don't blame you one second. But Stephen Adams really didn't care. But it was <laughs> like in a fun, joking, like, I don't care, mate. Like, I, I like a mate counter. He probably was at 150 times he said it. Um, but he was just loose, free, like, ask whatever you want on him. He doesn't care. He's going to give you whatever answer. Um, so, of course, he was the highlight for sure, for me, anyways. Yeah, he, w he was probably my highlight as well. Um, and it was funny, like, one of the things that somebody asked him is, you know, so what have you been working on in the offseason? Uh, he was like, well, I've been trying to get a six pack um, <laughs> and um, it didn't happen, mate. <laughs> just just that little thing uh, that he shared was it was very funny. 
uh, because I, I think that we all take it a little too serious at times. And oftentimes uh, in the media room, it was a little too serious. And the questions really weren't that hard hitting. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and they weren't too, um, I guess, narrowing in and zeroing in on real questions that would produce real answers. And so uh, that was uh, that was a treat. That was it, it was good, though, to catch him. I wish Stephen would have been later in the day. I wish he'd have been midway through because I think we got him after uh, Kleiman Jenkins and someone else. And then it was um, I think it, then it was Stephen Adams. So he was very early in the day. Uh, and probably so because he's probably one of the vets. Uh, they want to get him in there early. But uh, Nathan, you're on the outside looking in. So you saw it from, uh, I guess, all accounts. You're watching our feed, but also you're seeing the rest of Grizz Twitter. But, you know, what's happening off of uh, the Grizzlies in general. So what uh, what was your favorite moment or anything that kind of stood out to you? I mean, it's always Stephen Adams, but that's because he's just a, a perfect fit for this team and this city. Uh, I love that he was when he was talking about shooting threes. He was like, "Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say expect it, but go ahead and uh, cheer for me when I do it. When it goes in, <laughs> like, this, that, that cracks me up, man." And uh, I, I think I was more so wanting to see a lot of stuff around the injuries and roles for this team that still seemed really undefined and. I think that there was a lot that was going on that just gave me more questions than answers. I feel like it was, you had to be in the room to get any kind of vibe check type of thing. So uh, I'll let you guys sort of expound upon what you actually saw in there and let you answer some of my questions naturally. Cause I've got a bunch here of what certain tones were of fitness levels for guys was a big thing. I was curious about okay. like anyone bigger, smaller um, in a good way or a bad way. And certain stuff around that, but I sort of let you guys sit on it and sit here and continue to contribute nothing. Yeah. So let's actually go that route. And I know we didn't plan on that, but I know if you have questions, um, I think that's important because, you know, you're a fan just like, uh, just like we are in all honesty. Uh, but we were there. And so I know you're probably asking a lot of the questions that fans have. Um, so why don't we go that direction? Because there's no real way of you know, doing this besides, Hey, let's go one by one on the players. And that just sounds boring. Right. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be here all day talking about, um, Santi Aldama all the way down to, you know, Killian Tilly area. Uh, so let's go ahead and answer some of the questions. And then, uh, you know, Ryan and I will definitely get in anything we, we know we don't get to. So, uh, what questions you have? Well, since you already brought it up, there seemed to be a lot of Santi hype going around. In all seriousness, that seemed to be a real topic of conversation within people that were in the in the press room. Is that something that seemed like, hey, he's going to have a real role this year? Like it wasn't just a summer league flash in the pan. They expect him to contribute, or do you think that's just some talk, some preseason hype stuff? I think it's real, uh, Ryan. I'll let you express on it. Go ahead. I think it's talk because hmm. I mean, you pay attention to media days for all the other teams. Everyone always talks about a player like that. Like the, the Thunder are hyping up Trey Mann's summer. Like, come on. Um, I certainly don't buy into anything like that. I mean, he was mentioned by almost everybody. Like it was a PR stunt. I mean, Taylor <laughs> Jenkins mentioned him. Kleiman mentioned him. Bain mentioned him. Adams mentioned him. Dylan mentioned him. Man, the, the summer, you know, I just don't buy into that stuff. Um, and everybody's like, oh, he got bigger, more muscle. I certainly didn't see that from him, um, you know, being whatever it was, 50 to 100 feet away from him. I didn't certainly see him got got exponentially bigger where all of a sudden he's going to be able to play more defensively because when he did his interview, that was mainly the thing he talked about, right? Like he wanted to get bigger and stronger so he could hold up defensively against bigger players and just be more consistent from three. Um, yeah. I didn't really notice a sizable dis- difference with him. I, I don't buy it, but that doesn't mean he's not going to have moments this year. Um, yeah. Because everybody in the media room, everyone kept asking, well, who's going to play the four without Triple J there? And, right. and I just think it's coach and player speak to just throw a bunch of guys' names out there. Um I think they have an idea of what they're going to do already, but you're just not going to get concrete answers like that. And I think that was, I knew that going into it that you probably weren't going to, 
I guess I didn't understand the full extent of how little you were going to get <laughs> out of coaches and players when you asked about that kind of stuff. So I don't buy into it at all. Um, but not to say that he's not going to have a moment or two. I don't expect him to all of a sudden be a 15 to 20 minute rotation player. I don't see that. Yeah. So, uh, one, there was really just one person that was asking that question. Let's just be honest. We won't name names that were asking, um, I think to every person. So I'm not sure why, but every person got asked the same question, whatever reason. Um, second of all, Ryan, do you remember who asked the hard hitting question of exactly what did you work on in the off season to develop your game? What aspect of your game did you work on the most? Who asked that question? I believe it was a guy who um, does betting picks as well. His name's Danny G. Oh. And he's really bad at those picks. Oh, that's awkward. That's, <laughs> that's, that's awkward. Well, uh, Danny G is no longer with us. Unfortunately, he got uh, kicked out by, um, we'll just say the higher ups. He was asked to not come back. So it's officially, it's just me. Uh, it's my real name. It's my government name. Uh, but yeah, I asked the question because I felt like nobody else was asking the question of exactly what aspect of your game were you working on? Like, what is it? Because you have like to me as a player, uh, a former player of any kind of small level, like there's things that you work on, whether it's, you know, relationship or whether it's your work life or whether it's actually, you know, sports. You have a, a focus in mind. What's one or two things that I'm going to work on? So I asked that question. And mainly it was all about, you know, his, you know, getting bigger so he could be uh, better defensively. And mainly he talked about blocking shots and being good at the rim, which was, you know, kind of important to see, especially, uh, you know, we have somebody that's not going to be there that's going to be protecting at the rim. So that was different. And then also hitting shots. And that's what he said that him and Zaire worked on really a lot when he was out in Spain was working on uh, those shots. So, um, so that, yeah, that's all we have on Santi, honestly. No, that's fair. And, and after the summer league stuff, it's it makes sense that he could develop, right, where he gets real minutes, right. especially with Jaron out to start the year. But you just never know if, like Ryan says, that's coach speak, right, yeah. or if they're really going to fill in with BC, Tillman, the guys who they've gone to in the past. But speaking of Jaron being out, that was the next question I had was the Jaron and Danny Green injuries. So obviously Danny Green's going to be out for the foreseeable future. His injury is much more serious, going to be much more long term, but he's getting shots up in practice already. So with Jaron and Danny, mainly Jaron, obviously, because of how important he is to this team and the way they play, was there any ability to get a sense of, hey, these guys are going to be back sooner than we think, later than we think, because we've got some mixed mixed signals between Coach Jenkins and Jaron really within 24 hours of each other via Jenkins' interview. Um, I believe it was – I'm not sure who it was with. It may have been Vernon. It was somebody. It was Brian City somebody. I think it was Jessica Benson. It was Jessica Benson earlier in the day. And then Jaron had tweeted out, hey, or on Instagram, I'm going to be back sooner than you think. Were you able to get any kind of gist of where that was actually going, being in the room? Did it seem like Jaron's like primed, ready to go or no? Yeah. So mainly the first thing Jaron said is um, somebody asked him, he's like, you saw me walk in here. I didn't have a limp. Uh, that was the main comment that he had uh, on that. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't really have a timetable set in mind. I've always said December 1st is kind of ideal for me. And me and Ryan spoke on that uh, in the last podcast that came out on Monday. But um, the Danny Green thing, um, he is climbing. A, he said that Danny Green will play regular season uh, minutes like so he will be back in the regular season. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. Um, I have my opinion on that. So, um, you know, Ryan, do you want to hit on that any further on what you think? Yeah, I think Danny's midseason. I would expect him maybe mid to late January, if I'm guessing. No. Um, no. And, I mean, he might hold him out after All-Star break. I'm not sure. Yes. But I would think they would want to get a decent chunk of minutes for him besides before they just throw him into the playoffs um, yeah. if we're in that picture. But I thought Danny's was the one of the more interesting interviews besides everybody calling him old without calling God. him old. Um, 
because I'm more <laughs> like like Daniel is Daniel's the conversational guy. Like like he's the sales rep. He can rub shoulders with people. I'm more of an of an observer. And I like to watch first and then kind of react. And Daniel can just like make friends with somebody right away. So Daniel's strong suit is that and I kind of have to be introduced and then I'm fine. Like that's just kind of my personality. So what I got most out of this whole thing was just observing certain players because you just don't get the general feel, you know, just from little clips of um, interviews. Like you really get a, a, I got a much better sense about players from being in the same room, hear them respond to questions and how they reacted to stuff. And Danny Greens was, I thought pretty telling, like he was happy to be there. He knows Taylor from before, but the biggest thing he kept bringing up was maturity, which is interesting because that is, I mean, certainly they're younger players who are uber confident and should be being a two seed in the West. No one expected that. Um, but he brought back, he kept bringing it back to this sense of maturity that he's trying to help instill among this younger group. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I definitely think Danny Green's going to play. I'm not sure in what capacity. I would assume it's in a bench-type role. I certainly wouldn't think that he would start unless there's some other devastating injury to the top five or six players. But Jaron Jaron was just kind of like, y'all are going to be happy um, and, and wouldn't really give any more than that. So Kleiman had said that he's on track. He's not ahead of schedule. Um, we're not going to rush him back if he's not 100%. So I think the original timeline for that was like December or the 1st of January was like the original thing. But everything that's come out since from other people is that it's not serious. It's not as big a deal as people are making it. And all indication from Jaron was that we're going to like when he comes back. Hmm. So uh, there's plenty of theories and guesses on what that is, but my indication from the way he was talking is that this guy might be back by week two or three of the NBA season. Like the way he was kind of talking and reacting to questions that were asked to him about his return. All right. So let me, let me hit on that real quick. So yes, I think that he is able to be, an NBA player in three weeks, right? After the season starts, we know this Grizzlies like front office and we know who they are. They want you to be ready to play. And then for the next two weeks, they're going to just double check. Like there is no way he is playing before like the middle of November. Like I'm just, I, I know that he would be missing, you know, let's just say he misses 20 games. I think really, like, like that's realistic. Like we were saying he might be back by Christmas and now we're saying that he's going to be back mid November. Like I, I just, I don't see our front office like allowing that to happen. So yeah, I, I don't think there's any way at all that he comes back and, and I'll do a hot take. Mm -hmm. I don't think Danny green plays any kind of important minutes, big minutes for the Grizzlies ever. I think he's a 15 mm -hmm. minute guy when he plays I don't think he's ever going to do anything other than go in, try to hit some shots. He'll be playing less minutes than John Conchar. Mm. <laughs> I could see that being the case, but I think it would be awesome for them if they could get Danny Green playing. He's not good. We saw him in Philly. He was not good. He was not good. He's, ne he's well, not and if he's good. Well, if he's not good, then he won't play like you're saying. But I, that's what I'm saying. If he could get any semblance of what he was – like just being able to hit down shots, hit shots consistently, knock down shots consistently, play some defense, just a little bit of it. That's good for this Memphis team to have a guy that's a veteran like that on the floor. Now, if he's not able to, then yeah, then he's not able to, then he's not going to be good and he won't play. But would he's, it be ideal for the Grizzlies if they could get some form of that, even if it's just the 40% three-point shooter, the 39% three-point shooter? That's good for this team. But he's 35 coming off of a – very big injury, especially yeah. at that age. Like yeah. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray literally didn't play a full season with the same injury. Just saying. Yeah, I what well, no one's disagreeing with you. But I'm yeah. saying if they could yes, you are. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> no, I'm disagreeing with your pessimism. 
which is why I have to be here for the personality <laughs> flair for the dramatic <laughs> that we talked about beforehand. Yes, it's of course it's a long shot that he would be able to play this season. I'm not saying that. I'm on the record. I have tweets out there talking about how washed he was last year. That's not. I'm not arguing with that. So then, why are you being the because if he because he's, he's still like, shot, he's washed. Let me look at this. He still shot 38, 39% from three last year. Hold on. I don't think he shot that well, but I do think he is kind of primed to be the DeAnthony Melton uh, type role. Like he's not going to be the running gun, you know, version. 38% on the dot. That's he can surprising. Play 15 minutes. Cool. He and knock down three threes, four threes. Sure. That's great. I'll take that out of Danny Green. As long as he is not a turnstile on defense, that's fine. And I think he's okay in that role. But I, I don't want people to get too crazy. Like, I like Danny Green. I like him as a shooter only, 3 and D guy, right? But 15 minutes is his role. He's never going to, like, contribute in a major way. He might hit a big shot, maybe two throughout the year, and that is it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're so we are on the same page. I'm not wanting him to sit there and be a 20, 25 minute per night player, but wanting him to get in and get minutes. Because when you say he's not going to play any important minutes, I see Danny Green be able to come in in the playoffs, play 15 minutes, knock down threes for a team that can use the three point shooting as important minutes. And I think he can do that. And I think getting him in in the regular season beforehand helps that cause. So do I think he's going to be back in January? No. But do I think they try and work him in after the All-Star break to get some of that going? Yeah, because that is helpful to this team. Now, I'm not saying he's going to play more than John Conchar. I don't I don't believe that. He won't be – I don't think he'll have the knees to do it. No. But is he going to be able to play important minutes? Yeah, I think he could play important minutes for this team come playoffs. So, yes. Yes. I, 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 no, no. I don't, I don't agree, but uh, let's move on. Hey, and uh, we did have uh, DC ask, uh, is this the second time he's blown out his knee? I, I don't I'm know. I say there were different knees, but I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know that answer. So I don't, I don't just want to answer your question, DC, but I actually do not know that. All right, let's 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 move on to Nate's next question. Oh, <laughs> Nate's next <God>. nugget. Um, <laughs> no, this is, this is a genuinely good question. Um, BC and <laughs> Dylan Brooks. Listen, they're all good questions, but I have to convince Daniel that I actually contribute something here, even though I freaking held down the fort for months. <laughs> Lost sleep. My wife almost left. It was terrible. She didn't almost leave. We were good. But with BC and Dylan Brooks, so there's been a lot of question marks around both those guys. And the vibe I got from DC, we're going to come back. To, I'm going to look it up here in a second. Um from Dylan was he he knew that he sucked but he didn't seem like he was about to adopt the role that we were hoping that I was hoping at least he was going to adopt in the offseason and then with Brandon Clark the talk around the extension seemed like he still was the extension was going to get done but was so, that there's a weird comment where he's like I don't know what to say in these discussions I can't remember exactly what you what you yeah, put he out much, there. He pretty much, like, he was being asked the question of, you know, so, you know, where are you at on this extension uh, and signing it? And he was like, you know, honestly, I don't I don't know what I can say and what I can't say to not get in trouble. Gotcha. So he just tried not to say anything. Um, and so, yeah, he was being very, very careful. And my understanding to answer that question first uh, and I'll let probably and I'll let Ryan hit on um, Dylan Brooks, but um, Brandon Clark, he looked normal. We had we we got absolutely zero out of him other than the contract situation. And my opinion, I think the contract is signed this week. I think by the next time we do a podcast on Monday, I think we'll have a Brandon Clark extension done. Yeah, Ryan? I I agree with that. I certainly believe that they're not close or if not have already signed it and waiting to announce it. Um, Cause he said, he's very happy to be here, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. kind of read through, you know, read through the lines a little bit. And I certainly expect Brandon Clark to be back on a long-term extension. Dylan, on the other hand, I, 
like the questions that were asked to Dylan didn't really, I mean, he was asked about, you know, how he felt being involved in trade rumors all the time. And that he said, that just means he's a hot commodity. And <laughs> I'm not really sure if that really is the right connection to what he's saying for that. Yeah. Um, but it was funny. It was a good response. Right. It but was. Uh, I, there was certainly no indication from me or from anything he said where anything's going to change for him in his role. Um, I certainly don't expect him to um, take a back seat to what he has been doing in the past for the Grizzlies. Um, now he was also not really asked that question about would he be open to playing a lesser role? He was more asked about playing the four if, you know, they need him to play that in more small ball lineups. And he said, of course, he just wants to play after missing pretty much the entire season last year. Um, but besides that, I got no indication that he plans to play a different role or to just be a corner spot shooter. Uh, I think you're getting the same Dylan Brooks that we've seen for the past five seasons, whatever it is now. Yeah. I agree. I don't think you. I don't think anything is changing, especially since Jaron's out. Like they're going to want offense from somewhere, and it's only going to be the same old, same old Dylan, in my opinion. Fun stuff. That's what we're all <laughs> looking forward to. Uh, DC, I'm having trouble finding the past knee injury, so I'm still, I'm still looking for it, but I haven't given up it's, on you. It's um, got to be with the Lakers, right? That's when he heard it before. Was it the Lakers? I don't. I don't remember. I I have no idea. Um, I'll look it up on Basketball Reference here in a minute and see which season was short. Uh, with the rookies, did the, anything stand out with you guys on the conversation with the rookies? As, uh, more so along the lines of, does anyone seem more ready or more involved and engaged? As in they are sort of talking like they're going to have more of a role this year. The coaches have been working with them more. Or is it sort of the same thing? Rookies come in, do a first presser, you don't get much information. and move along yeah i think that um it it was it was telling with Kleiman probably the most when he was talking about the um using the g league more to our advantage this like this season because the g league has uh, ever since it kind of became down the street in south haven there's been covid for the most part has been the biggest issue and they're now looking to use that to their advantage. And what does that mean? Who knows? Uh, we know that you can't play more than half a season up there with the main team. Uh, but I do know that they're not going to have some of these guys play, if any, play that many games on this team. So I think you're going to see Jake and Roddy uh, be on the main squad for the most part all year long. I don't see them going down and playing with the hustle unless it's they haven't played in three weeks and they really just want to go get them a game in. Uh, I don't even know what that would entail. Uh, but I do think Vince Williams will be down there all year long. He definitely looks young, uh, very young. He probably looked the youngest out of all of them. And I don't know if that was to you, Ryan, as well. He, you're That's one of your guys. But um, – I know Kenny Chandler expects to be down there, and with the um, the contract guarantee, I think this is an easier way of doing it. You're putting Kenny Chandler down there, saying, "Hey, you're going to be down there 95 percent of the time. We'll we'll bring you up different games where you can sit on the bench when we have a spot." Um, but for the most part, his his contract is guaranteed. He's down there looking to develop and get better, um, and so um, I, I think that's pretty much telling. And then Junior. They always made a, um, a case to say we have five rookies this year. People kept saying the four rookies we drafted. And he's like, no, we actually draft. We got five rookies because uh, Junior was, you know, he's one of their rookies. And I think he's probably more important than Chandler and Vince Williams um, 100%. I'd almost say he's just as important as probably Roddy is uh, after seeing Roddy in person. What say you, Ryan? Yeah, I think four out of five will be mostly hustle players this year. And – um, I think David wow. Roddy is kind of like break glass in case of emergency type rotation player for the Grizzlies. Um, I think Jake LaRavia is a real dude. And I don't certainly expect him to, you know, play heavy minutes to start, but I certainly could see him 
being a larger rotational player by the end of the year. I just think the guy's a player. And um, that was one of the biggest things I got out of the press conference was just his general confidence. Like the dude, I asked him a question and I don't know if he got pissed off at me about it, (laughs) but uh, I basically asked him, you know, Grizzlies ask you position two through four small ball, where are you willing to play? And he's like, I'll play. I don't care. And he said, I can ball. Like, I can play. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you know what? I believe that. (laughs) And certainly we saw it in the first game of Summer League, and he's kind of explained what happened after that. I think that's a Grizzlies thing 100%. Like, I, you know I love conspiracy theories. Um, (laughs) I I did a crazy one over the summer. Jake showed out in the first game in Utah, and then I think the Grizzlies staff and um execs and then told him to stop like (laughs) like relax because he's mentioned in other interviews he turned from go get mine you saw what i can do to i'm i'm trying to see what i'm pretty sure he said quote unquote i wanted to see what other grizzlies like i wanted to get other guys involved to see what they had so to me that's just a coaching staff thing like bro we know what you can do don't go out and hurt yourself get everybody else involved. And that's why he wasn't super aggressive the remaining of summer league to me and was more passive and passing. But I think the Duke can play. And I thought that from the beginning, thought that in summer league after game one, and I think they put him on the shelf. Don't get injured, but you got to be there kind of thing. You know, Um, I I think this is, I think he's a real guy. And I, I don't know how much that means for this year, but I think they've found a real future strong rotational piece like Zaire. Wow. Sweet. I love hearing that. Last thing I've got, and neither one is super serious. Did you confirm with David Roddy that he recognizes us as the official David Roddy fan club? <laughs> like I like I hoped you would and Loki expected you would, even though I never asked. I just assumed you would ask. <laughs> And two, what was each of your favorite question asked today? Whether it was just a great question, not by Danny G, or if it was just a funny question. Because I've heard that someone on this podcast may have asked a, a pretty good question as well. So those are my two things to wrap it up before I let you guys take it over. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, Dave Roddy Fan Club, uh, we did not ask. Um, and we're And the funny thing is about... Uh, the way the press conference went is early on climbing gave us 15 minutes Jenkins 15 minutes uh, I want to say everybody else was early on it was a good 10 minutes a solid 10 minutes and sometimes probably a player went 15 minutes but after the first like four or five it was literally like as long as a car wash like you go into the car wash and you're sitting there and you're getting your wheels shined and there's going to be the extra wax that comes on you and then it says you know you go ahead and wait ease out that's literally what was happening one player comes in they're gone in maybe five minutes and so you gotta think there's not many questions to be had and then you know there's always that you know that one guy that asks that same question every time there's a guy uh, near us that asked the question to every single player. And he was mainly the first guy and he asked him the dumbest questions I've ever heard in my life. Um, so yeah, there weren't many times to be able to answer, to ask questions to everybody. And the questions they were asked were so dumb that I was trying to figure out how to tweet uh, what they were talking about out. And so I had to delete most of uh, probably my life during that time in there, but half the time I was deleting uh, the text. So uh, yes. So that was my time in there, and we did not have a chance to ask the the David Roddy fan club question. But, Ryan, I'll let you go. Uh, your favorite question of the day, um, and then uh, don't share your first one because I think your first one's the funniest one. Uh, so any any of your questions that were your favorite? Well, if the first one's about me, then yes, it's funny. Uh, yeah, so. um, but, no, my favorite question of the day was when Junior was on the podium. And, I mean, the poor guy got fat shamed to death. Oh, my uh, God. I mean, he literally was asking a question if anybody in high school had, asked, had told him to not eat as much. Like, that was a question that was asked to this That's man. That's a real question someone that asked him? That's a real question. 
And I mean, I'm pulling that it might not be word for word, but I'm pretty sure it's about just like that. Like, did anybody ever tell you to not eat as much? Like, good God. Like someone literally asked him, you know, what age did he start to get the pounds? It's like, why? What does this matter? Um, so <laughs> that was absurd question. That was the funniest question to me. Um, yeah, that was probably my funniest thing because I was trying not to die laughing at it. All right, so I have I have the clip. I'm going to try to play it. Uh, motion to me if you can't hear it. But I'm going to go ahead and turn my stuff up, and I'm going to shove this into my mic. We should be able to hear it. But this is Jarvis Greer asking the question to uh, Junior. Right here. <clears throat> so, obviously, you're a big dude. You come from a line of big people, and your game is a big boy game. Tell, tell us a little bit about how you developed that. Did the body come first? Did the game come first? Which one? Uh, well, you know, up in high school, I wasn't that tall. I was only about, like, 6'2". Uh, going into my senior year, I grew to about, like, 6'6". Six, six, He's you trying know, to explain and, himself. You know, ever since, I was playing point guard in high school. Wait for the next you question. Know, all four of my years, played point guard. And, you know, just mainly did everything. Got to college. And, you know, my coach was just hollering about, uh, I need a four and a five. And, you know, I need somebody to play. And I was like, Coach, I'll play. You know, no worries. And. You know, I just knew post moves, so I just did them, and you know, I just adjusted to the game and just added everything I had, and you know, just put it in one bag and used it. When did the pounds come? Uh, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say. He's got one more. Don't worry. Like senior high school, you know, I was a lot more comfortable before I got to college, and you know, what I mean, I was just eating, and just eating. you know, just you know, I maintained it, you know, going out through college, and you know, where I'm at now, so you know. I feel, you know, feel great and, you know, just energized and you know, ready to play. Did anybody tell you not to eat? Uh, you're too big. That's enough. We don't need uh, I mean, no, I didn't really, you know, focus on, you know, what, what, like, other people had to say because, you know, once I got on the court, I was going to give you the business either way. You know, that really didn't matter. So. Dude, that is just so incredibly funny to the fact that, he asked the question, did anybody ever tell you not to eat? Like, hey, great answers, though. Great <laughs> answers, though. Oh, I, can I uh, – this what, this didn't happen in, our, in the press conference, but my brother was actually working down there doing uh, video stuff, video shorts for the Grizzlies. Um, and what, what's our language policy on this? No language or – Yeah, I would – I would just give like maybe uh effing like okay. say that family okay. show family show. Yeah. Yeah. So my brother, he was doing a spot with Stephen Adams, and the producer made Stephen Adams change his shorts because I guess the shorts are too big or something for the shot. So I gave him a different pair of Grizzly shorts that were too small, and St- Stephen Adams turned to my brother and said, "These are a little small, mate. You know, like his kind of thing." And uh, he's like, "How do I look in them?" And my brother, without skipping a beat, said, they're a little tight, but you can pull it off. And Stephen Adams called it and laughed and turned and said, you effing wanker. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's golden. Yeah, that was that was great. Uh, there wasn't really anything, you know, like favorite stuff. There, there was nothing like funny. I, I really wanted to. I, I raised my hand uh, to ask uh, Desmond Bain uh, the honey bun question. My question was going to be simply, um, you know, can you share a little bit of insight on your nickname from college, uh, Honey Bun? And I would literally, I raised my hand to ask it. And that was one of the you know parts. It was like a two-hour window where they were coming and going so fast that they kind of shut us off on questions. And so, uh, yeah, yeah didn't didn't have a chance to actually ask that question. But I was next. But uh, somebody else was given the last question, so I was uh, I wasn't able to do that. But um, Ryan, so I want to I want you to kind of share your first one. So Ryan had yes. this is me and Ryan's first time ever being a part of any media, whatever. I talk in front of people. Uh, a lot. Um, and so it's not that big a deal for me. It like, I, it was a big deal, obviously, but it wasn't that big a deal to talk. Even though my first question, I was very much like Ryan. Um, I was very nervous, uh, but it wasn't as bad. I asked the question to which it was, a, it was about music. And I asked Jaron, 
so uh, within your music, how important is your music to you personally, but also mentally? And I literally got zero answer out of him because I think he was so confused about the question that <laughs> it was probably me. And maybe he couldn't hear me because it was my first question and I was probably nervous. Uh, no, I was nervous. So who knows? But uh, Ryan, share yours because I think it was very, very funny. And listening to it back, yeah. it's not as bad. But um, yeah, it, it was it was good. Yeah. So I, Daniel kind of like with climbing when he came up, he was like, you gonna ask a question. I was like, no, I'm kind of waiting for Taylor. And like I was nervous in there and I talk and I've talked in front of people like basketball coach. I I'm better in small group. I'm not a big group person. That's just not my thing. OK, um, it takes me a second to kind of get warmed up. And once I'm warmed up, then I'm fine. But um, so I put my hand up. Let me get a question into Taylor. And as soon as she recognized me as and started bringing me the mic, I was done. And <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden I went from a normal person sitting in front of the couch watching TV to someone in cardiac arrest. <laughs> and I tell you what, man, I could not hit my ears. Like I went deaf. Like all I could hear was my heartbeat. And I don't, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like I have a social anxiety problem. That's just what it is until I get, you know, until I do it once and then I feel comfortable and I'm fine. But that initial thing, it's every time I do something that's brand new, it happens every time the first time I do it. So she handed me that mic and like, I probably looked like I was like, I was, I had the shakes, dude. Um, <laughs> so then finally it was my turn and. I asked Taylor the question and I knew as soon as I started talking, my voice was done. Um, <laughs> but instead of taking the second to like clear my throat out and then be fine, I'm just, my mind's just like, keep pushing. Um, so it felt shaky to me, but I thought I had a good question. But uh, the question was basically, you know, how important is it for you to start, you know, hot to the season with six of the first eight being on the road? And does that mean that there'll be a more minutes load on the top rotation or do you still plan on employing, you know, a 10 to 12 man rotation kind of restricting minutes? Um, which I know is probably too deep of a question for a press conference like that, but I just, I'm interested to see what they'll say to it. And I basically got the coach speak answer, which I don't remember most of it because I basically blacked out, but um I haven't listened back what his answer was from when Daniel recorded it, but it was just like, ask my question. I could feel my voice break and it was like gargly, you know, but I, my mind was just like pushed through. And so I just kept asking the question and could not hand that back, that mic back fast enough. Um, and then just kind of took me 30 minutes to quit having heart palpitations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. But I did it. I'm good. And then when it got to Jake LaRavia and I asked Jake the question, I was fine. But that first, it's always that first one. That's so fair. That's that's very real. I was thinking about it when you guys went. And I was like, man, I wish I could be there. But also, I'm kind of glad I'm not there because I don't know how <laughs> I would handle that. So that's that's real. That is a good question, though. If, if you got it out in real full sentences, that, that was a good question. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't That's as awesome. bad i actually let my wife hear it last night and she goes that wasn't as bad as you made it sound i go yeah i literally being there next to him you could hear and you might not be able to hear across the room maybe through the mic but literally sitting next to him i could hear his voice not pushing out words at times oh, but it, <laughs> just it was... a pure terror I've got I've got an event I got to speak at for work next week. We'll see. I'll probably have the same story on after after that, so you won't be alone. Yeah, we'll ask you to record it so we can all hear. There always uh, has to be recorded. one, so I'm glad to be that one. Um, but I jumped in all ten toes, so uh... you were yeah, you were all in the deep end, drowning. <laughs> Love it. We need to be resuscitated. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and we got the uh, typical Coach Jenkins answer. He said a lot to not say anything. So pretty much uh, training camp will figure that out. And they plan on going as normal. So Day by is, day uh, is about yeah. all I remember. Yep. 
That was his answer. Um, all right. So that's pretty much all the Grizz Media stuff. Um, if anybody else has questions, uh, feel free to ask in the chat or just kind of reach out to us directly. Uh, I think everybody's pretty much covered it. There's nothing that stands out that's just kind of crazy funny. Um, and so I'm going to go into our last thing before we get out of here. We're uh, 45 minutes in. So let's uh, let's kind of start wrapping it up. Uh, you know what? Before that, let me give my Zach Jaworski State Farm spill before we do our last thing. That's probably the best thing to do because they uh, they pay. I cashed the check actually today. Uh, forgot that I had it. Uh, my wife told me about it this morning. So it cashed. So uh, we can officially call them a partner, right? Uh, no, but uh, if you don't have uh, insurance at all or if you're looking to kind of upgrade any kind of insurance, uh, whether it be, you know, your house, you know, if you're looking for that, if you're looking for personal insurance, you're looking for, you know, car, boat, your jet skis, you need to insure your jet skis. Um, go check out Zach Jaworski State Farm. They have two locations, uh, one in East Memphis, the other one's out in Carterville. Uh, the, a great team there at both locations. Uh, the main location they have is the one in East Memphis. Uh, that's where they are probably. That's where their biggest crew is. Uh, the phone number there is 901-459-4227. You can uh, even get a free quote at Zach, Z-A-C-H, ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Uh, but go check those guys out. They're good. Uh, they've been mine for forever. Uh, and so uh, they will make sure that they're honest. And that's really all you can get with somebody that's kind of taking your money, right? And you're, 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 you're getting a service. You don't actually know if you're ever going to use it, but uh, you know, it's one of the rules in life that we have to have insurance on certain stuff. So uh, we go get check you out. A script. Yeah. Go, go check out Zach Jaworski State Farm. I feel like these are great. No matter yeah, how bad it is, I feel like they're probably going to be known the most because they're so bad. Like Daniel yeah. said, they don't suck. They don't uh, suck. So if you want to trust somebody with your insurance, you want someone that doesn't suck. Yep. <laughs> and I don't think they suck. So uh, speaking of not sucking, uh, who's not going to suck at training what? camp? Oh. <laughs> Family show, guys. Danny G, get out of here. Bring Daniel back. Um <laughs> Training camp projections. I'm looking for the guys that aren't going to suck and they're going to still be on the team. Um, I think that we're going to obviously have the normal crew. I don't think there's going to be any surprises. Uh, Nathan, for you, any surprises that comes out of training camp that you can kind of foresee? No, I mean, I think the one that has the best chance is what we talked about a little bit earlier, Santi coming out and really showing out and having a real role. Um I think that the the rookies, as far as playing time, I don't think there'll be any surprises. I think we're all pretty clear. It's probably LaRavia, outside chance of Roddy being able to work his way in there. But um, I think the biggest surprise would be Santi taking on a major rotation role, and that's the one that has a real chance of pushing through. Outside of that, I think we're we're pretty clear on everything. I don't think there's a ton of question marks around the team. Ryan? Yeah, I, I'm most interested in John Conchar what he mm. looks like and what his uh, rotation spot is. Because, I mean, I love a guy that spits out stats, and he mentioned that he only attempted 1.83s a game last year. Yeah. Um, so by all indication, mentioning that in your own press conference, this man plans on firing. So <clears throat> I'm very interested to see what – is he new – is he now the guy that steps in D'Anthony Melton's role? Um and he's the four or five, three attempts a game and that kind of running gun position that D'Anthony Melton was. Uh, and if so, I'll be looking at a lot of props to play on John Conchar <laughs> over. Um, so I think a lot of my like press conference stuff was like finding out little nuggets I can use in, uh, yes. uh, in, in, in a gambling sense. Hundred um, percent. I don't expect there to be a lot of John Conchar over threes, point five threes lines out there. But if Please. there is, I will be hammering them until I go broke. But yeah, uh, that was my indication that Conchar is going to have a a little bit larger role, and he's going to be much more active, and um, he's going to be pursuing more shots, more threes specifically. Yeah, he talked about signing that new deal uh, with Nike and that he he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to wear Crocs anymore uh, because that's kind of <laughs> his thing because they both offer shoes. And so he wasn't sure if he could do Crocs. 
but he did make a point to say that I will be shooting more. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of interested. Uh, something else I'm interested in seeing is, um, I, I guess, a, a battle um, is I'm looking for the backup five. And I think that's going to be Xavier Tillman and Santi Aldama. And I've already wrote down my projections on who I expect to play and be in the 10-man rotation because I believe uh, that Taylor is going to do a 10-man rotation no matter what. Like, he's going to have his 10. Um, I don't think there's going to be more than that. I don't think he ever goes into more than that unless for some reason he's playing somebody eight minutes the the first half, somebody eight minutes the second half. I don't know why you would do that. It doesn't make sense to me. So I would think he's going to go with his full 10-man rotation. He's not going to go less. We do know that, especially how deep this team uh, is. So uh, my next question with this, because that kind of brought up in my mind the Aldama and Xavier Tillman battle, because they're battling to really see who's that 10th spot or who's the backup big behind Steven Adams, because I think Clark is more of the four. So, you know, Yes, I, you can go either way. It doesn't matter. He's one of the bigs if you really want to go, you know, uh, positionless basketball. But uh, let me ask y'all, and we're going to get these four out of the way. Ja, Bain, Brooks, Adams, right? Starters, okay? So give me your next six guys. I would imagine we can probably all agree that Zaire is in that, right? So he's probably starting or coming off the bench. Tyus Jones, Brandon Clark. Okay, that gives us seven. Is everybody is everybody in agreement that we have those seven guys playing considerable minutes? Definitely, I got Zaire starting while Jaron's out. Right, all right. So that's seven, right? So we got seven. So give me your other three guys that you see playing. Obviously, Jaron is out, so we're not we're not including him. Jaron will obviously fill a position. Whoever's in that will be moved down, and then somebody moved out. And I think that figures itself out in a you know a month of games. So, uh, give me your next three guys, uh, Nathan. Uh, go first. Uh, I've got Conchar all but a lock to be in there, okay. um, especially while Jaron's out. It just makes sense. And I really think year long, unless you have someone like Roddy really come along that pushes him for that spot. So I'll have Conchar. Uh, we already got BC in there, and then I'll throw in. Probably Laravia, because in that second unit, let's say Zaire's starting. You got Tyus, one, Conchar, two. Then I would say Laravia, three, BC, four. Unless they decide to go super small, in which case you would throw maybe like a Roddy in at the four and then have BC at the five. But I would say Laravia, three, BC, four. And then that same battle, Tillman or Aldama, at the five, and I lean towards. I'll say Aldama. I'll say Aldama at the five. I I think he has a chance to really play. Um, so hold on, because he so has you, the upside. This is officially the David Roddy fan club. You don't have David Roddy being in the ten man rotation. I'm not saying I think it's the right call. I'm asking <laughs> you your question. If you were the boss, you're doing this. What? Who do you have? I need no, three I'll guys. put Laravia in. I put Laravia in. So you have Conchar, Laravia, and who else? Say Aldama. Okay. Ryan? Yeah, I have Conchar, Jake, and I have Tillman. Um, I, I certainly think Santi will get his chances. I think Xavier and Santi could be interchanged based on the matchup. Um, if they need somebody that's a little bit bigger body to go against backup, fours and fives or whatever, then Xavier gets the spot. Um, I think it's more matchup based between those two, but I certainly think Xavier has is higher up on the ladder of mm. getting playing minutes than what Santi is. Yeah, I, I'm I'm curious how this all goes, especially um, the first game is Saturday. This upcoming Saturday against the Bucks. It is a and it's a way game, it's a preseason game, so nothing to freak out about. Um, I would imagine that we're going to see the five starters play. I don't know why, unless somebody's kind of held back from some kind of injury. But I think you're going to see them go with, you know, your main guys. um, And you're probably going to play maybe a quarter or so. Um, So I'm not sure exactly if we get any telltale signs just yet. 
But I think it's going to be important to see who the first people are off the bench. I think you're going to still see, you know, Tyus and, you know, Conchar. Um, and so I'm curious, you know, if it is Conchar, Jake, and Aldama, I, I'm very curious with that. And I think the only way that maybe that that happens and there's no, like, buzz around it is because Xavier Chumman, from my understanding, was sick during the media day. So he was not around at all. He did some pictures another the prior day or two days prior. Um, there wasn't much talk about it. They did not make an announcement. I'm guessing it's probably COVID-related or if it just could be any sickness. But usually when there's no comment about it, it's usually COVID-related uh, because that's obviously a pressing issue. But um, I'm going to join you, Nate. I, I wrote down Conchar, Jake, and Aldama. Um, I just don't see Tillman uh, really being in there. I think Tillman is fine. I just... I just think they're going to go with upside. And I think he's, I think Thomas is a security blanket. I think he's good, not great. I think he's a guy that you can have as a backup. You don't pay a lot of money and he's your 11th to 13th guy. And you're okay with that. So exactly. I think Tillman's 11. He's a perfect 11 guy go to in an emergency spot, but you're going to go with a guy who you think can fit more with the overall scheme of what you want to do with the huge upside. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, that's all I got. Nathan, uh, what else do you have? So I do want to ask just on the David Roddy thing, because I do think Roddy has a chance to push maybe Conchar for that spot. I don't think he will really push him out of it, but I think that's his best chance to play. But what do you guys think as the official David Roddy fan club is his best chance of getting on the floor this year? Because I saw a lot in summer league I really liked. I just it's hard for me to push anybody out of the lineup right now to fit that spot for him unless he was out playing Jake, which based on what you guys have been saying and the vibe you got from the press conference doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So what would you guys think is the best chance for him to play this year? Because I would say it's either pushing Conchar for that two spot or if the Grizzlies decide to go small and play BC at the five. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, The only way he plays, I think, real minutes is if there's injury. I just don't foresee him overtaking some of these guys. Um, Based on what we see in Summer League, I think he's going to need time. Um, So I think the only real way that he gets minutes, real minutes, not just garbage time minutes, is if there's significant cluster injuries to the guys ahead. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I'm on record. Yes, I do like David Roddy and I do embrace the David Roddy fan club. But to say I've seen it, Nathan, you know, I have not seen it. I think it's there. I think there's something brewing. I haven't seen it with David Roddy. Um, but I also go back to, you know, asking the question like, can he re- can David Roddy out rebound John Conchar? I don't believe so. And I know that some people might probably disagree, but John Conchar finds the basketball. And I think he is going to be your new Mr. Do something because he's going to have more opportunity. He had 17 rebounds in a game once. Okay. Let's just, let's just completely clear the air. Um, I think that he will shoot a little bit more. John Conchar will, I think David Rye is a bigger body, but me and Ryan both after, you know, just kind of our, our same sentiment for, for after seeing David Roddy is he's really not that big. He's not tall. He really isn't that wide. Like he's a good sized dude, but man, John, John just looks so long. And I was very shocked of that. And so I don't know, I'm not looking at their uh, sizes right now. Uh, see who's taller or what, but um, I don't know. I think that is the right spot for him to try to, beat out John Conchar, but I don't think there's any way, especially with a new contract with Conchar. Yeah, I think Conchar, I, I, I tend to agree the best spot is if he they go small. I think that that is the other best chance without an injury for him to push Conchar. I don't see it happening. The way I like to describe Conchar with relation to Mr. Do Something is you're not going to get all of the Mr. Do Something, but you're also not going to get the, wait, no, don't do that thing right. <laughs> that you got with Melton. So, I'm excited to see Conchar play a big role this year. I, I am pretty pumped. Yeah, Conchar is supposed to be um, yes, Conchar is supposed to be six five and Roddy six six. So uh, whatever, whatever that means to you, 
Um, that's what it is. All right, let's get out of here. We've been in here for a full hour. Uh, we all got to go. I'm busy. You're busy. Uh, so let's go ahead and get out of here. So make sure you have a chance. Uh, tell your friends about this. Subscribe, rate, review. Uh, whenever, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're hearing on YouTube, uh, thanks for hanging out. Uh, but whatever you do, the most important thing you can do is be nice and tell your friends. <laughs>